Welcome to a new Trade Society podcast and today I have a special format for you. I just wrapped up filming a Facebook Live Q&A where we talked about how to grow small trading accounts, how to deal with revenge trading, how to manage your trades in general and many many other trading topics. So make sure to check the full episode, it's just starting right now and I hope you enjoy it. Is it important to view the chart every four hour so that we don't miss the opportunity? What will be your recommended number of times to see the charts? That really depends on the time frame that you're trading. If you are on the four hour time frame, every four hours is enough. Um, I am on the lower time frames every now and then. I do go down as low as the 15 minute or 30 minute. And I do check my charts multiple times per day. But what I usually do is I set price alerts. Um, so when I prepare my charts, I set price alerts at the most important key areas, breakout levels, support and resistance, supply and demand zones. Uh, and this helps me to stay organized and stay on top of things so I don't miss as much. How do you scan your pairs for opportunities? Um, I use TradingView, but I do it all manually. So I will go through the list of all my Forex pairs there are currently roughly 40 Forex pairs on my list and I will go through them one by one by one. And I have specific filter criteria that I use. I look for trending markets. I look for markets that have good um, technicals, support resistance. You have a good pattern maybe. I use the medium uh, term moving average as a, as a filter as well. So I look at the daily time frame, for example, and I look Where's the price action with relation to the 50 period moving average? Uh, but I do it all manually. It doesn't take a lot of time. Well, I've been trading now for 13 to 14 years. So I've been doing this for many, many times, the scanning process. In the beginning, it will take a little bit longer, obviously, but with practice, you will get the, the time down quite a bit. Uh, what is your opinion on swing trading in terms of day trading? What time you use the most? Um, I used to be only a swing trader, but when Corona started, I, I completely changed to the lower time or well, not completely, but I changed or I added the lower time frames um, just because the higher time frames are less reliable these days and they are not, there's not a lot of momentum. So right now trading the higher time frames is really um, different especially if you're looking for high momentum moves, you can see that the, highly, the daily time frame is very narrow ranges, not a lot of trending markets. So I, I like to go down now as low as the, the one hour, 30 minute, occasionally even the 15 minute, but usually I try to stick to the 30 minute and uh, one hour. Um, but one important thing is that <clears throat> there's no right or wrong when it comes to uh, time frames that really matters on your psychology, on your personal makeup. Um, yeah, so this is those are the most important things that you need to to ask yourself: Is the time frame really the right choice for yourself, or um, is it not a good match? Are you not, for example, what I often see is people that are very very impatient. They have a hard time trading the higher time frames because you get less trading opportunities. Uh, and those traders, they often want to trade more. So it's uh, it's not as clear as an answer. Um, it's there's a lot of lot of things that need to go into into answering this question.
But in general, there's no better or worse time frame. There's no right or wrong time frame. That is really what, what matters. Uh, how many years did you practice? So I've been trading now for 14 years, I think. Um, I think so, yeah, roughly. Um, how <clears throat> and after after five or six years when I started trading, I I quit my job to uh, to just fully focus on trading. So it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen within five months. It doesn't happen after a few months. It doesn't happen after a year. It will take years, but it's still it's still worth it. I think it's a uh, don't try or don't be discouraged if you think this is going to take much longer than you think. Don't expect to become a millionaire overnight. Uh, but if you have a long term approach, then you have a very good chance. How do you set your percentage goal realistically? Um, never set a first of all, never set a percentage goal. There are just so many things. Um, that are not good having a with having a percentage goal. First of all, you cannot control how many how many trades you will have. Second, you cannot control how those trades will play out. And of course, also um, <clears throat> return depends on risk. So you can't just look at the, the the return without neglecting the risk. It's very easy, <clears throat> or it's it's very different to hit a a 5% per month goal if you take um, a risk of 0.5% or if you risk 10% per trade. So percentage goals are not good to have as a trader. I know many people naturally gravitates, uh, gravitate towards having percentage goals, but this is, this is more like a 9 to 5 mentality uh, where people want to have a, a stable income. Um, when they're coming from a nine to five job and they're used to having a stable income, but as a trader, you cannot have percentage goals because as you said, what do you do when you hit them? Do you stop trading? Why? Or do you keep going? So there are many, many things that, uh, percentage goals, why percentage goals are not good. Just stay open to what the market is offering. Take the trades that, uh, take the setups that the market is showing you. Manage your trades as best as you can and just keep growing. There will be months where you exceed your monthly goal or potential monthly goal and there are months where you will just come short of it. If you are short of your monthly goal, don't be discouraged and don't try to just uh, ramp up your risk or trade more. That's really dangerous. And when the market is favoring your strategy, don't, don't stop trading because that's the time when you really need to milk it. So... Percentage goals are are really, really bad to have, actually. If you're given the choice of candle and line chart, which you prefer more? Well, the line chart is really good um, and it's it can be very helpful Oops. when it comes to uh, drawing support and resistance. But if you have to choose between one or the other, candlesticks obviously will help you understand um, volatility a lot more. How much does the price fluctuate? Um, what is the general volatility? And obviously this information is important when making trading decisions, when placing stops and targets and all of those things. So yeah, I like to have both. Um, but if you have to choose between one or the other, obviously line charts are not going to be super practical in, in real trading. Um, how many percent 
growth per year. Again, um, return always depends on risk. So it's not the right metric to, to focus on as a trader. Something that is way better to focus on um, is to focus on R multiple, for example. Risk multiples are, are much, much better to, <clears throat> to uh, as a neutral um, results metric. That is much, much better to, to look at um, at percentage. And you can compare your, your performance with other traders um, much, much better. Whereas when you compare your performance in percentage terms, obviously you don't know always what the, the risk is that the other trader took to generate a certain return. So you cannot really look at percentage exclusively. You would have to look at something like a um, risk to return or risk to draw um, return to drawdown metric, for example. <clears throat> percentage return is not a good metric to judge your trading by. <clears throat> and by the way, welcome to everybody else who is on the on the live stream. I haven't done those on Facebook for a while. So what I try to do here is just do a regular trading Q&A. Whatever question you have on your mind, just post it in the chat. Emotions, psychology, processes, trading routines, risk management, growing accounts, whatever it may be, just post it in the chat and I hopefully will be able to have an answer. And if not, I will tell you. What is the best way to grow a small trading account? First of all, you need a lot of patience and you need to have realistic expectations. Um, don't expect to have or to grow a small trading account into a fortune within the next few years. A small trading account is harder to trade, in my opinion, and you really have, if it depends on small, if you th talk about 500 or 1000 US dollar, it will take you years, five to 10 years to really get to a place where you can uh, take trading seriously. It is unfortunately the truth. Um, <clears throat> it is, it makes it much harder for new people or undercapitalized people to trade, but it is the way it is. There's no way of, um, of sugarcoating it. It's just much harder. You need to have a lot of patience. If you can trade profitably on a small trading account, what I often will recommend or what is a possibility is that you may add to your trading account every month. So if you're profitable, and that's a very big if, you need to be consistently profitable on your trading account. And then you can think about maybe adding 50, 100, 200, whatever you have as, a, as your savings or as spare money uh, every month that you can add to your trading account to keep it growing and growing and growing. That's really, really important. If I'm very honest, trading a small trading account, I've never seen anybody make it happen. I've talked to brokers, even among thousands of people, it's it's not happening. The trading industry would like you to believe it, but trading a small trading account is just really, really hard if you rely on it um, exclusively. There are other third-party services um, like DarwinX, for example, I'm not affiliated with DarwinX. I don't earn a commission. I don't recommend them blindly, but I'm just saying that the, the business model of DarwinX, where you as a trader don't have to pay a monthly fee to 
to get exposure to their service um, is really good because there are many services out there that charge you months after months to maybe get exposure to um, other people's money. But on DarwinX, for example, it's just a regular broker. You can share your trading history and your trading performance and people can choose to follow you and to invest in you. And then you get a performance share. It's basically like a little um, hedge fund setup. And this makes more sense for people who have small trading accounts. I'm not saying you should sign up with them, do your own due diligence, but there are many options in, in today's world where people with small trading accounts actually have a short end day and you should not rely completely on trading your own money. That's really important, I think. How can you avoid over trading? Uh, what is a really what is really a good number um, per week? So trades per week, I guess, is the question. Well, let's do this one by one. First of all, how can you avoid over trading? I think um, or what I did in the beginning is that if I felt that I was getting emotional, especially after a loss, I will just close my trading platform and leave my my trading computer because you don't obviously have the opportunity to then trade again it's a natural it's a you cannot just you cannot um what's the word you cannot do anything stupid that you would do when you just stay in front of your computer because let's let's be honest when you are new and you take a loss that doesn't feel good and then naturally you try to recover it immediately and this is how revenge trading um uh, exists. So when you have a loss and you feel like you're getting emotional, when you feel like you want to do something that you shouldn't be doing, close your computer, turn off your trading platform, don't have your MetaTrader 4 or your broker on your phone, or at least don't have your phone with you then, so that you're not tempted to, to do something stupid. And then just go away for one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, or maybe just come back the next day. And you will see that the world isn't ending uh, if you cannot make your money back right away. And this was a very big revelation for me. I always thought that I can't end the day in red. I can't end the week in red. I need to always get back to, to where I was. But in the end, you just bury your own grave. You always dig a deeper hole and deeper hole and deeper hole. So if you see that if you have a loss and you cannot make the money back right away, it's not the end of the world. And over time, you will this will sink into your into your subconscious, where after losing trade, you don't freak out. You just accept that okay, this is a loss. I did everything that I could have done or should have done with the trade, and then you just move on to the next loss. And over time, um, you will build a natural resilience for revenge trading, so to speak. So in the beginning, I would say if you feel emotional, close your computer and just do something completely else. Come back in a few hours or the next day and then you'll see that it doesn't feel so bad to lose a trade every now and then. <clears throat> oh, I love this question. How do you deal with emotions? Because there's so much, it's unbelievable how much misinformation there is about emotions and trading. So the first big, big misconception is that traders have to trade like a robot you have to somehow suppress your emotions. Um, and this is not true. It's not only not true, it's very bad advice. It's dangerous and it will make you a better, uh, a worse trader. Why is that? 
um, first of all, you cannot suppress your emotions. Humans, we are humans because we have emotions. Emotions are very, very helpful for navigating throughout life and all those things that we encounter every day. So emotions are there for a reason. If emotions are not helpful or were not helpful, evolution would have gotten rid of them. Obviously, in trading, it's a little bit different. It's it's new. It's electronic. It's not how this uh, hunter-gatherer mentality uh, grew up. But emotions are really, really helpful in trading as well. You need to understand that emotions are trying to tell you something. When you feel very emotional in your trading, something must have gone really, really wrong. Because in the end, trading should be a very boring or dull job. Let's let's call it dull better, not boring. Um, dull because in the end, you do every day you do the same thing over and over and over again. You take the same trades, follow the same rules, do the same processes. So when you feel very emotional in your trading, something must have gone really wrong. You must have broken your rules maybe. You have too much risk. You are not cutting your losing trades. You are adding to your losing trades. Anything of those things, they will usually, those are the things that really cause the emotions to come up. So instead of suppressing your emotions and trying to shut them off, use use your awareness to become aware of, oh, I'm, I'm getting very emotional right now, but why is that? Why is that? And then you look at what you have been doing in your trading and you see, oh, this trade probably, I shouldn't be in this trade or I shouldn't have used so much risk or position size. And this is what um, what I think is a much, much more healthy approach to uh, dealing with emotions instead of just trying to suppress them, which will not work anyway. You can try it, but eventually it will come out and you will blow up. So this is usually what happens. So emotions are, um, you need to become aware of them. You need to be able to use them as a guide instead of trying to see them as an enemy and then your trading will change completely. Um, let's, let's make an expert advisor based on your strategy. <laughs> yeah, it's not that simple. We try to, we try to do that. Um, we are, me and Moritz, we are both, um, systematic discretionary traders and the discretion is just not, not, um, not programmable, programmable. There are, there are other, um, EAs or there are other ways how to code an algorithm. Um, which we will talk about more in the future, but yeah, discretionary trading is very hard to program into an uh, into a into an algo. Do you journal all your trades? Yeah, of course. Um, and obviously, if you've been following Trade Society, uh, you will probably know that Edgewonk is is the journal that me and Moritz have developed. It is um, what we have been using ourselves. Edgewonk has come out of our own needs and desires. So yeah, obviously. What do you think about gold in this week? Um, well, I'm not too interested in trading gold. It's it's just stuck in this little range. I'm looking at, uh, I, have a, I have a trend line drawn there, but I'm, I'm waiting for 1800, if 1800 breaks, um, I'm getting a little bit more bearish, but a lot will depend on, on indices. Um, <clears throat> the DAX, <coughs> if you, if you look at the DAX, uh, in the morning, it gapped up, um, almost to the all time high, 
but now it is aggressively selling um, to close, looking like it's closing the gap. So yeah, it will be interesting to see what the S&P is doing later. Um, let's take a look. All right, it's still, the futures are still, yeah, around break even, <clears throat> but a lot of can change. So we'll see. I don't trade gold too often. I'm more of a Forex guy. I trade like 90% Forex. What is your favorite setup or strategy? Um, it used to be pure breakouts. Uh, and ever since I, I've been doing the, the masterclass with Moritz, um, I really enjoy his trading approach, the pullback approach. Um, I, I'm adopting it, adopting it more and more and more. I really like um, the way he looks at the daily and one hour combination for finding pullbacks or for uh, trading trends. It's, it's really fascinating. And I've been getting more and more into this. So yeah, nice to be back on, on Facebook Live. I haven't done those in quite a while, so you can expect more of Facebook Live with me in the future. Maybe I will try to drag Moritz in as well. Um, yeah, so really cool to be here. And for all those who are new on, on the Facebook Live, um, make sure to leave a comment. If you have any questions, post it in the chat. And I'm very happy to help out if I can. Have you ever blown an account? If yes, how did you manage to come back? Yeah, um, luckily I, I did this um, not with a big account, but uh, in the early days when I was more or less starting out. So it didn't hurt too much. It was still a lot of money for a student back then. And obviously, um, yeah, it's not good to blow an account, but um, I, I understood, I was looking at, at my trading and I understood that I was just doing really, really stupid things. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't blame anyone but me. Um, when you use real risk management, it should be almost impossible to blow up a trading account. If you risk one, or even if you risk 2% per trade, um, and if you adjust your risk every trade, it is impossible to blow up an account. It will take dozens, hundreds of trades to, to lose an account. So if you blow up an account, it is 100% on you because you violated risk management. It's, it's virtually almost impossible to blow a trading account, except for maybe a black swan event or whatever. Uh, but when you just look at basic risk management, it should be, it's, it's impossible and almost, obviously you can lose a lot in trading and you should always read your broker's disclaimer and risk, blah, blah, blah. But if you just look at the pure math of uh, risk management, then yeah. If you blow an account, it's 100% on you. And this is this is a big uh, mindset shift actually. Once you realize, realize that it is on you, um, yeah, you can change it as well. So that's that's the good news actually. Hello, Sibamet, haven't seen you in a while. Uh, how much percent of the total portfolio are you at risk at any given time? Well, as I said, talking about percentage doesn't really mean anything because percentage, obviously when you have a big trading account, your percentage per trade will go down significantly. Um, but in the beginning, usually what will happen is if you have a small trading account, you will risk more. And when, when your trading account grow, uh, grows, um, then 
the risk goes down naturally. That's usually what happens. How do you pass time during your trading days? Um, so you can't see it, but my dog is here. So this is taking up quite a bit of time. I like to read a lot. Um, I do other things. I do sport. So yeah, there's a, I do other online business related stuff. Obviously I have Edgewong to look after. I write a lot. Um, so I, I'll keep myself busy. I don't like to look at charts during the day a lot. So the less time I look at my charts, the better it is for my trading. And you need to keep yourself busy. That's really important.